You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Per our last episode, <laughs> um, I think there is a question that we posed and that a lot of people have um, inquired about for easily the last two years. Um, there's been a lot of memes and tweets and comments circulating around. <laughs> what happened to Forex people? Do y'all remember the time? Y'all remember when Forex people was around? <laughs> y'all remember Forex people? <laughs> Whatever happened to them? And um, we got into it a little bit on the last episode in regards to like just our experience in network marketing and our thought processes. And um, but there's more to the stories, right? And yeah. um, I think this is a big thing that a lot of people want to know. And I think it's time to talk about it. Yeah, because we're still here. All right. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? With your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The, the memes. The memes are a lot. <laughs> Let's start by saying the memes are a lot. I think a lot of people are trying to be like, I told you so. Uh, yeah. And they, they're partially right. But I think a lot happened that we have to unpack that people really don't know. They don't really understand. I agree. Um, But now that I'm, now that I'm trading professionally, Everywhere I go, people hate I am. <laughs> they hate. Like, in this industry, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, there's a legit hate out there for us. <laughs> like, anybody that was a part of I am and, and they were marketing Forex, mm-hmm. they don't like us. They don't well, like us. I have a two-part question for that, though. My first question is, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And my second question is, what what is it about the company and combining for, Forex, which we need to actually really unpack that, but I'll let you answer this question first. Um, what is it about a- attaching Forex to multi-level marketing that was so bad or seen in the industry of Forex trading um, from professionals as something that people don't like? All right, so we're about to go back to that second one, but just to answer the first one, feeling wise, I I, under, I understand why they feel that way. I understand why people may feel have a dis, uh, you know, a, a bad taste about people that had 
merge forex and network marketing one because we talking about young people that didn't know how to market a revolutionary product which was education in the forex market mm -hmm. we had a lot we had a lot of people that, that didn't know how to market it but also i don't think it was taught in the way that teaches from the professionalism of what trading is mm -hmm. and when you do that and you mix it into an industry that has like i, I told people traders are not born they are made mm -hmm. so if if you're making a trader there's a lot that comes with that mm -hmm. that quote-unquote forex dudes in the mlm industry they did not respect they did not respect the time frame that it takes telling people that they can uh, take a signal and make money is not true you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like that stuff is not true um saying you know having that psychology of oh i made this money uh, I had this biggest day or I had this biggest day. Well, you're playing on a psychology of somebody that Who hasn't had that, money? that needs some money that hasn't had that biggest day yet. Mm -hmm. Now you're playing on their psychology to the point where it's going to mess them up in the market. So there were so many things that we did wrong mm. as a company. I'm talking about like having accountability as a, as a company. There were so many things that was done wrong when it comes to the profession of Forex trading that people have a distaste for, which I understand. Mm -hmm. I think. So for the second question, I don't, I, I <clears throat> you kind of answered it with that, but I, I want to kind of segue into really what I think a lot of people <clears throat> need to understand is the, there was so many people, the reason why the comment is being made, like what happened to those individuals mm -hmm. is because there isn't an actual separation of the two. There were so many people that said, I joined Forex or I just got right. started with Forex. Like people used to be in my DMs. Yeah, I just got started with Forex yesterday. I'm confused because I don't get it. You know, I, I'm in Forex. Like, huh? You're in Forex. I don't get you it. Know you know what I'm saying? And I think, <laughs> I think from what you're talking about in regards to marketing, it was our inability Cause, and I say our because we were all a part of the company. Even if you were good and, and your group was good, and but there was right. other groups that weren't properly educating on what it was that we're doing. I think the, the, the fact that the company provided the education wasn't always effectively presented or marketing or sold, marketed or sold properly in order for people to understand that I am a part of this company that provides me with the, um, with the foreign exchange education. Mm -hmm. The product that I have purchased is education and access to this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. However, there is a way for me to make money outside of that. There's two ways to make money. When they talk about two ways to get paid, <laughs> there was for me to just solely want to learn about the information that was Malcolm. There was me who solely wanted to make money from putting people on. My reason and rationale for putting people on originally wasn't just about making $10,000 a month, right? It was about the fact that a lot of, uh, I look at what's happening right now with um, the writer strike and the actor strike and, and unfair pay for um, producers in the music industry and, and, and writers in the music industry and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, I, I saw, I was thinking about things like COVID in 2017, right? Mm -hmm. And my thought process was like, if my friends, because I have a lot of friends in the entertainment industry, if my friends couldn't do what they do, 
If they couldn't go out on the road, if they couldn't do a show, if they couldn't go on tour, if they couldn't do, get in the studio, if they can't go act, they can't do their shows, how would how would we make money? Because mm-hmm. at the time I was also working in the studio. So I felt that like personally, like how would we make money? If you think about somebody who's, let's say, a, a heart surgeon and they're playing basketball and they break their pinky finger, mm-hmm. how do they make money? <laughs> right. And those were the kind of questions that were going through my mind of why people needed to understand and learn the skill set. So my desire for building an organization came from my ability to believe in the information that was being taught. Right. Um, we we weren't we weren't good at product, right? I wasn't good at coffee because it was coffee, right? Um, my mother in law does Mary Kay hard, bro. Right. I'm not about to give you a facial. Yeah. So this is why network marketing was never actually appealing to me until it became financial. Right. Because I saw what people could learn. Everybody's not going to want to join a company and sell you a tea that can help you lose weight unless you're a fanatic for weight loss. I never wanted to be in Herbalife because I'm still trying to get consistent in the gym to this day. You know what I'm saying? When I saw the product of being able to have people learn about um, education in the the investment space, because that's where I was. I was looking to do that myself at the time. Mm But the barrier of entry was way my, way lower in the foreign exchange market versus in the stock market. And, and I say that because I feel like I've told this before on the show, but when we first moved to Atlanta, my dad hit me up. He was like, yo, they're having a rich dad, poor dad um, seminar in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You should go. Me and Malcolm went, we went um, yeah. loved it. And they were having a follow up. This is like the psychology of sales. So it's everywhere. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, so at the end of the meeting, the blueprint to at the, the end of the meeting, oh what do they God. say? If you want more information, we're actually having a three day workshop mm-hmm. that's going to be, it. I think it was like three, four hundred dollars. I'm like, cool, whatever. Yeah. No, nah, that wasn't the crazy part. It felt crazy back then. Is what I'm saying. No, it was still cool. We were fresh in Atlanta. Like, I still yeah. had a lot of money. Yeah, but it's still Okay, wasn't. anyway. It was still crazy. Um, so it was like three, four hundred dollars. I'm like, cool, maybe. It might have been like two fifty. I might have been two fifty. I don't think it was that high. I think the real upsell was once you got there. What was the one that was like a couple thousand though? Yeah, it was at the next thing. So at the three day ah, thing, damn. they gave you That's the what was crazy, oh, yeah. two thousand, you can get the mentorship and you'll get our private simulator. You learn so I'd already spent the money. So to see something that's hundred and ninety five dollars right. to be able to learn about an even bigger market it and have excuse me and have consistent education on it I was like oh I'm all in um but I knew that was something that you had more of a passion for but Mm -hmm. I saw why it would be something that people needed to know so I was cool with recruiting simply because I believed in the information I believed in the industry and what I the reason why I have to say this is because there weren't enough of us that helped people understand that these were two separate entities because when you ask the question, what happened to Forex people or remember that era, there are individuals that a thousand percent are still and have been and before our company trading in the foreign exchange market with or without a company. That is something that can be done with or without a company. And there were a lot of people that still to this day don't actually even know or understand that I have conversations with people all the time that don't know that they can still trade without a company. You can buy a book. Yeah, there are plenty of courses out here. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shameless plug, better than Amazing Academy for individuals. Shout out my brother DL Woods. Like he was one of the educators on the platform, but he learned from this platform. Literally changed his life. Literally changed his life from learning the skill set. But he also was a recruiter, had one of the biggest organizations in the company. Yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? He was making $25,000 a month from the recruiting side, had a large organization, but he became very, very well off <laughs> from <laughs> training. training. Yeah. And now he has his own academy educating people on the skill set, which means, guess what? He doesn't have a recruiting aspect. You don't have to tell nobody. You can come in and learn. You don't got to be in there and pay month after month yep. after month after month. Like the same things that you think that you had to do with our company from a network marketing standpoint, there are people that sell a $500 course for you to watch recordings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I want people to understand that these were two separate entities from junk. But because of how some individuals marketed marketed it, it wasn't seen that way. Yeah. And I was one of them at the beginning until I started, like we talked about in the first part, developing separate skill sets that will help people understand what it is that we're doing. I, me and Mount got to the point where we would tell people, you can just quit. You're not built for this. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, because it, it, we're talking about two of the toughest industries were combined. <laughs> two of the toughest. This was, when we talk about this was a monster, like two of the hardest things you would you could ever do for yourself we combined as a company and we which was, was borderline genius it, it was genius it, had, and, it was it was fucking genius and this was this, when we get into trauma it's like it's because it was so good yeah that, that that joint that business model or that that idea to merge the two is genius and toxic at the same time mm. because what it does is now, not only am I having to uh, having to learn a skill set and try to apply what I'm learning into a marketplace that I have no idea that I'm going to bang my head against the wall over and over and over again until I actually find consistency, which is some one of the hardest things to do. My God. And then I got to come over here and fight the battle of trying to tell people it works, telling people it works when it's not working for you you know what i'm saying but i believe but i but i effing believe that it could work for me you know what i'm saying and that was a lot of people's issue with it was like yeah. well you you did you buy that lambo with your forex money or did you buy that lambo <laughs> well, like nigga it doesn't matter do when i go to the bank to the grocery store do they say would you like to pay with forex money or mlm money like i hated that I, question but, but it was it was a real thing because there was no distinction but people knew yeah i must say i understand why people would would say that yo just just from an accountability standpoint like we had people that were literally saying you sitting on your phone you sitting on your <laughs> on the couch anyhow all day anyhow all day anyhow you you could be learning this learning the skill set we what we did was we made it seem like something was wrong with you if you for, weren't doing it if you wasn't doing this you had no no chance of making a million dollars you had no chance of creating wealth for your family you have no chance of doing anything financially significantly if you didn't take on this opportunity and that was the wrong approach yes because and i think that's where a lot of, if you go on twitter right now and type in forex bro people are still talking about this to this day um uh sorry threads but twitter still the goat for this if you go in there right now and you search people will talk about how people were how we treated them it wasn't mm. necessarily that they didn't believe mm. that they could be profitable they were turned off by, by how they were treated so it's like it's like when when you're a young lady and you're at the grocery store you're at the mall you're at the gas station and somebody try to talk to you and you're like i'm cool i'm married blah 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 and like bitch did nobody want to mess with your ugly and now i'm like nigga you, you just to- <laughs> you just wanted to talk to me right, and right. now i'm a b now i'm ugly i'm fat all these <laughs> things oh my car don't even what is happening bro mm-hmm. and i think the other thing is when you get into lifestyle marketing which at, at, in covid that's where everybody went you have to focus 
focused on how to play on people's belief and what they were afraid of. And so now you got all this lifestyle marketing. Not This is not even just in network marketing. This was just in industries in particular where everybody was now selling you a course to yeah. teach you something. Because honestly, the truth of the matter is Malcolm says this all the time. If you're not putting yourself in position to learn some sort of skill set, that isn't your job that can pay you outside of that you have to like just the way the economy is like those are true things but at the time it could be said in a way that is manipulative to play yeah, on right. your feelings it's, it's right very now. easy to, to manipulate yeah for sure but a lot of people didn't talk about how much they didn't believe in forex or whatever the only reason we turned people off from something they thought they could use there weren't that many people that hated forex or hated um you know what it could do for them or investing or anything like that they hated us mm. they hated forex people that's why we have a that's why i can tell somebody oh yeah you remember those forex people i was one of them and they know exactly the time the place that they heard from somebody <laughs> like me you know what i'm saying and, 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 even though we wasn't all marketing the same right because we but, didn't but, but we're all put in the same box we're all put in the same box but i can as an as a just from a transparency standpoint like at the beginning before i understood the skill sets of being able to sell your offer which is in anything but being able to articulate what it is i want from somebody and that's what a lot of us couldn't do is like how do i tell you what it is that i really want you to do right without making you feel like trash for not doing it like that's okay you know what i'm saying but a lot of a lot of us couldn't articulate it so it's like if or, or we would get intimidated by the responses or somebody mm -hmm. saying oh that's a scam your job is a scam do you know yeah, that get combative now. do you know what a pyramid scheme really is it's the, and i'm like okay i got to the point where was like you know uh so is this a scam it's not <laughs> right it's that's not. a whole nother posture yeah then you arguing with somebody on the phone and telling them how they trash and you don't know nothing and you don't got no ambition you never gonna be nothing in life <laughs> no it's not a scam next question next question you know what i'm saying being able to be in a room and somebody interrupt your presentation well t let's save all questions for the end well I'll, I'll definitely circle right back around being able to command that space a lot of people don't want to develop those skill sets they wanted to be dictators and tell you about yourself yeah if you're not doing this you are trash and that is where a lot of the taste and the disdain for what we were doing came why, from. Why do we why do we do that to each other though? Like because we're intimidated. We feel like we found gold. We we make our same people feel less than. Like it's on like both it. sides though. Yeah, it's on both sides though. On because the person that has the gold feels like you need the gold. The person who doesn't have the gold that's been presented with gold feels like. I don't trust you because you look just like me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, we've talked about this before where it's like a, it's like a back and forth combat of, I don't believe in you because you just found this goal. Mm -hmm. So although you now possess the goal, you just found it. So I don't trust it or it can't be gold from you. Give me gold from the nigga that's making a hundred thousand dollars a month. Give me gold from the person that makes uh $500,000. I don't want gold from you and your $1,000 a mm -hmm. month person. <laughs> I don't want gold. Like, think about it. When you were working your job and you were actually being profitable from both aspects of mm -hmm. trading, your supervisor was like, all right, when you make $500, then I'll do it. Right. You make $500. Oh, no, nah, bro. When you make, when you make a thousand dollars, I'll do it. You make a thousand dollars. When you make $5,000, I'll do it. You mm -hmm. make $5,000. Yeah. Then at ten thousand from the business, 
Mm-hmm. Right now, this is not just from Forex. Now this is 10,000 from the business. Now you're making everybody's salary five times a month plus your salary. Mm-hmm. And now you leave the job. It was so working the job, working the job and, and, and doing this wasn't, wasn't the hard part. It was more so knowing that I, I wanted to do this full time. Well, I didn't even know I wanted to do Forex full time. I just knew I didn't want to do what I was doing full time. Mm-hmm. And I was the person telling people all around the job, like, yo, we can <laughs> do this. They was going to fire you anyway. I was like Harriet Tubman of my job. I was the worst <laughs> employee ever. I was telling people, hey, we ain't got to do this. Hey, look, we can make this. We can make this amount of money every day if we didn't. You know, I was just, I was just trying to be Harriet Tubman in that joint. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think where where we, I guess, dropped the ball as a as a company or as just as individuals, is that we went too hard in the paint on people, man. We went too hard on the paint on people, thinking that this will be the end all be all, and then what you do now is now you do create an opposition. Mm-hmm. Now people are waiting for you to fail. Now people are waiting for your business model to fail. Mm-hmm. Now people are gonna ask you, so how, how's your trading going? How's that little business going? Because you're going so hard on them, and and they, they're not, their lives are not bad. No, that's I but mean, we listen. but we made it. But we made it seem like you making what fifty thousand? You're gonna be broke forever. Like that's that's the energy that we were giving off to people. That's real. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate because. <laughs> Most people ain't doing that business anymore. <laughs> Scrambled. Let, let's let's unpack let's unpack the um the trauma. Before we get there. Okay. I, yeah. I wanna ask you this. Um, because that's a that's we we're probably gonna end on that. <laughs> um okay. but as somebody who's decided to professionally now trade, okay, what would you say what would you say was lacking from the understanding of the knowledge? Or like the presentation, the knowledge that was given when you're now focused on doing it like for real. Because um, I will say watching you become a professional trader, I literally, as somebody who sold that product, have no desire to do what I was selling. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, watching yeah, you do it, it, not from a multi-level marketing yeah. standpoint, but from a, like a, yeah, like, a the, I professionally manage funds standpoint, mm-hmm. I have no desire <laughs> to do <laughs> to do this. Which is what, you know, we say it was for everybody. It was for anybody. It wasn't for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't agree with that at all anymore that like, yeah. you know, anybody cannot do this. It takes you know, a specific Malcolm type of person. I think, I think we, um, we, we were selling a gambling mentality and that is so, it, that was, that, that was the biggest thing I see is a difference is that we were selling a gambling mentality, meaning we were talking about flipping accounts, a thousand dollar accounts, hundred dollar accounts. And people yeah. making, you know what I'm saying? Make, making a hundred percent on a hundred dollar account, but you're going to blow it eventually. You know what I'm saying? Just, just because every time, every, every time you were like somebody going to the casino, that's, that's what was being taught. It wasn't being taught from a standpoint of longevity of, of getting your psychology, right. Of developing a trading plan, sticking to your rules. Understand that this is going to take years to develop. You're going to have to become self-aware. You're going to, to be, literally, you're going to have to stare lost in the face every day. 
You know what I'm saying? Like all these things were not harped upon. What we did was we said, everybody stand up who's made money. Think of, I want y'all to think if people listen, I want you to think about you coming to an event and you hear, or you see 50 people stand up saying that they've made money. And then I asked them what your biggest day was. What's your biggest day? What did you start your account with? Oh, $500 in your head. Oh, I had $500. Okay, cool. That $500 grew to what? 2000. How long did that take you a month? Cool. What are they thinking? They're thinking that they're going to get a 200, three, 400% return on their money mm-hmm. from this skill set within a month, which is literally, I'm going to say in, impossible to do because you can't do it 12 months out of the year. You know what I'm saying? So, we were playing on people's psychology to the point where we really thought we, these people really thought that they were going to make a crazy return that even a hedge fund can't make you, that you was going to make it for yourself. And so did we, we believed it. And we believed it too. Here's the thing. We believed it too. Like it wasn't this selling not, you a poppy show. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't selling a poppy show. We, we believed this too, because this is what we had been indoctrinated in thinking. And have done. And have done. We flipped accounts. We also lost them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going you gonna to lose it just how you flipped it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thinking of it from, from trading from a professional standpoint, we had it all wrong. We had the psychology all wrong. We taught the psychology all wrong. We didn't harp on it enough. And then we didn't focus on people actually getting a plan and following their plan to a T. Or being profitable at trading at all. Or being profitable at trading at all. We, we saying like signals are not going to get people to make money consistently because you don't know what that other person is taking on the other side of that screen. You don't know if they're taking all their trades or some of their trades. You know what I'm saying? Well, the truth of the matter is the actual objective was hopefully to get you to build a business or for me to at least get your list because there's one person in there that could do something crazy. And that's the truth. I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, and and that's what, that's what unfortunately, I see the biggest difference of. Mm-hmm. And now, now I can look outside looking in. I can see why people hated us. Like <laughs> the people in the industry hated. Like, what what are y'all teaching? Like, what are y'all teaching this for? Like, there were people that that wasn't qualified to teach teaching. It's just it is what it is, and looking back like okay yeah it's all we have we had ourselves to teach you know what i'm saying like the people we were bringing in they had no idea what we were teaching we knew what we knew we knew how to open up a broker account we knew all these different things facts but there was no there was no um there was no uh focus on actually trying to do this as a career because that's what it is yeah yeah so back to what you were talking about you was about to talk trauma to me no i i just think like where did it all change? When, I think, when did it all change? I think after COVID. COVID was a great year. COVID, COVID was a wonderful year. COVID was the best year. Um, COVID. If you had a course, it was the best year. Yeah, if you had anything that could teach people something, mm-hmm. it was a wonderful season. Um, but after that, <laughs> um, I think after that, like I said, nobody was prepared for anything to change mm. right um if you look at going into COVID, 
that was our third year in business. Mm-mm. Right. Um, so it's taken us all this long to not make this amount of money. Um, and I think everything changed when you weren't prepared for anything to change. Like you've been on the trajectory going just up, 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 mm-hmm. up, 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 up. Nobody was ready for any type of correction um, where you just like nothing is always that good. Yeah. But it was so good that it felt like nothing could happen to us. And um, the run, the run was wild. Yeah. Like it was a great run, like a three year run in a business, like just straight up. <laughs> is is grand um but before at the end of 2020 this was went right when we found out we were pregnant mm-hmm. um what happened what started happening honestly for us was other forex companies decided to start up it's true people started yeah and people started, started leaving with the business uh, there were competing companies now people started leaving our organization and I'll never forget we got to Miami for our anniversary trip and there was literally calls happening where people were recruiting people out of our business and I think this is where the the heartbreak and the hurt really started to happen right for me because it was it was people that started speaking ill on us. Mm-hmm. And one thing I know that I can say is true is that we did our best to do right by all people mm-hmm. um, to support them to financially sometimes, um, you know, and, and not to say, but it was like, yo, people are literally like doing the recruiting by tainting our name. For me, if you want to move on, Mm-hmm. Move, on. Just move on if yeah. you found something that you feel like is better suited for the people that you brought into this company i'm with it <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i know that sounds it sounds crazy to say and a lot of people wouldn't believe that that's what you really mean but i'm not i'm not stingy and i don't believe that my wealth or that anything that i could create is in the hands of somebody else or like if somebody else wins somewhere else that's that you know what i'm saying if you look at all kinds of sports or whatever like just because the golden state warriors won last year they didn't win this year but it doesn't make them a not a championship team they still got banners they still got rings when you talk about the greatest players that ever do something you always talk about how many championships they had Mm -hmm. person been in the league 20 years but they only have this amount of championships are they no longer a champion just because the year to champion ratio doesn't add up you know what i'm saying so that's what i look at is like yo everybody has room to win and anybody can do whatever like one monkey don't stop no show is always how my parents taught me right and so to to now take all the things that were good or like all the things that had been done for you and to utilize my name in a negative way to mm-hmm. to move people away from me and to you i couldn't deal with it they ain't it was, care about you they ain't care about you they ain't never they, they ain't never at, did nothing for you they ain't never did nothing for me nothing you're crazy <laughs> yo nothing? like i'm I talking about pe- i mean and then calling Damn. other people and saying that and then those people calling me like yo so-and-so said that you ain't never helped them and i'm like and you even know that's a lie why are you even calling you know so that's for me crazy. um I, and it's but that when you said this i think in the first episode um part one of this where you said are you ready for that level of leadership and a lot of people look at the good in all things are you ready for people who you literally gave the shirts off your back 
um, you know, your blood, sweat, and tears. And a lot of time, you know, we've had conversations on the show in regards to um, the aspects of our marriage that suffered, you mm-hmm. know, because we got married in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, aspects of our marriage that we put on the back burner just so that we can help people. And those same people coming, like, are you ready for those same people to now be telling people all kind of stuff that you never did or ways that you never were? Um, that was one of the, that was the beginning. Of that's, it a, all. that's the thing about this industry, though. Like, you don't know who is like truly, truly for you. Mm. You really won't know until it's all over. No, nah, you won't know until it ain't, it ain't, it ain't hitting the same. Yeah, like 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 when things start to change, like you start to see, yeah. you know who who's really rocking for you. Um, because I think one of the things that also isn't talked about in this industry is that the truth of the matter is we're all here to use each other. Okay. 100%. And even if I love you, I do understand that you, me helping you is a part of helping me. Yeah, and that's just a fact. That, and, that's the underlying truth that is never talked about talked about and i'm cool with saying it because i know towards that towards me getting out of the industry i remember i was telling all the people that i worked it with very closely go get you something else because i refuse to allow things to change in your financial world just because we weren't allow or or it felt like it was a cuss word or it wasn't allowed for me to do anything that wasn't this Mm -hmm. and there were so many people that had then adopted excuse me adopted that same mentality that there's nothing else i can do if it's not this like you said this is the only way i'm gonna make a million dollars it's the only way i'm gonna save my family it's the only way i'm gonna be able to set my family up for this because it was happening for a lot of us yeah you gotta think of how young we were so young we were starting impressionable in in this you know, in this journey, in this industry and making more money than, you know, the average human being would make, you know what I'm saying? Niggas was making, he's making people salaries in a month, in a month. So just think about like, but was broke three years ago, but was, yeah, but was broke. So when you look at that, it's like, yo, anything is possible, which is true. But the thing was, like I said, there has, there was never a, there were never conversations about how to navigate. Like I said, I don't need, I don't need an apology. I don't need nothing. What I wish that I had, because I wish I could have given it and taught it Mm -hmm. because I remember people calling me like, Brent, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's happening? Uh, What are we supposed to do? Seeing the numbers go down. Seeing the numbers go down. It's like, it's like I'm losing 500 people a day. I'm losing 500 people. I'm losing 100 people a day. I can't pay, but it wasn't until people were calling saying they couldn't pay their bills. That's when it got crazy. Yeah. Because for us, you know, y'all know Malcolm is a super saver. So <laughs> without the money, it was okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like without the money, we were still fine because of what we did with it in the seasons of plenty. I've talked about this plenty of times. In the season of plenty, what do you do? But um, in this industry, there's so much expense. It's Your so- experience expense. <laughs> That's That was part of the, what happened to Forex people you know i ain't gonna say niggas no more yeah we said it a lot um that's what happened to a lot of forex a lot a lot of people in forex is that they over leveraged themselves because they were making a substantial amount of money Mm -hmm. is that they went out and got the condos they went out bought the cars bought the vehicles and did all the things as if they were making this money for the last five to ten years 
but in action. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You, they were making it over the last one or two. Mm-hmm. So when you do that and then your business has a season where it literally dries up. Now people are, are, are like messed up financially. Like they're like their whole life. You go from think, I want y'all to think about like, think of somebody making a hundred thousand a month, going to making a thousand a month within 90 days. Man, and think, it was happening how, so you fast. See, like think how quickly your lifestyle could change. Not 90 days. Like even, Not even 90 like days, eight, but if it, what, but it my God, felt like, some yes, of them, it felt like tomorrow. What the you next talking day. about? Like some was definitely 90 days. Some of that happened. Like, it, but just, just in general, in six months, you went from a hundred thousand a month to even 2, if it was ten thousand, even if it was ten thousand dollars, that's a significant. That's a significant drop and change in your lifestyle that what you were used to and accustomed to, because now you've grown to that. But it wasn't even just that; it was it was principle of you got to be believing to go to the next level, which is a real thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we took it too far. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like you won't, you ain't gonna tell me just believe. When I just went from a hundred thousand to no, 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 to, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the over leveraging. It's like oh, okay. when I say expenses, like one of those expenses was your your experience expense, like oh, oh yeah. where am I staying or how am I eat? Like you, and, and then I gotta help the people experience what I'm experiencing so that they could believe that they can go to net. Like those are still expensive to help somebody to put somebody in that's position right. to believe but the reason why you're doing it is because that's what was done for you that's what got me here that mm-hmm. I, I believed in it so i have to create recreate experiences for people only i haven't been making the money as long long enough and to, for you don't, me not to feel it yeah we're we're 20 we're 27 28 29 we don't grasp the concept financially of what this could be doing right Right. um i remember asking a a a top leader in the company nobody in my direct group but um i was like yo i'm making this amount of money how much money at fifty thousand dollars a month right with this company should i spend on rent should i Mm -hmm. on rent what they say eight thousand dollars Jesus on rent on just and Ain't I said no and I responded way. I responded and said all expenses and it was like you said just rent and Jeez. so it's like when you think about like the principle that we were taught was your living expenses shouldn't exceed 25 percent of your income and we lived by that so much that our living expenses most of the time were under at least we tried to keep it under 10 to 13 percent um just because it would give us more capital to do other stuff that we wanted to do um but when you think about what some people are now being told, you know what I'm saying? There's some people being told like, yo, when you're making 5,000 a month, you need to have a videographer. So we're creating these experiences that weren't maintain maintainable long-term. Yeah. Um, but it was to create the persona, create like now you have to show 
that you are this person and leadership. You touched on this a little bit, I think before is that it almost felt like um, leadership was based off of the things that you possessed, not who you were not the characteristics that you had and all the things that um, are actual leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. It's like a leader stays at this hotel. A leader yeah. stay, drives this car. A leader only goes uber, uber black. But it's like when I look at I told this story, too, mm-hmm. like now y'all now all the stories will make sense. If you go back and listen to all 40 plus episodes on the podcast, they all make sense now. It's like <laughs> all of the things that like so you have your leadership expense. I mean, your um experience expense and then the other expenses were like putting money into the organization to help them level up um help yourself which ultimately it always paid you yeah and that's the thing it's like we're we're not telling you this in a negative way because at the end of the day you always got paid yeah at the end of the day it always benefited you to do Mm -hmm. but long term when you're thinking about nobody i don't think we were all any of us thought it would ever stop because mm-hmm. it was going crazy for so long and when it stopped that's the naivety that we had yeah when it stopped it stopped hard and it was like when we talked about um when we had that financial conversation at the beginning of 2022 like we got to diversify it's because just because you're making 50 60 70 thousand 100 thousand dollars a month mm-hmm we look at it like it wasn't it wasn't still one income and we hadn't diversified yet you know what i'm saying and you don't look at it that way because it's so much right to you at the time at you know what time, i'm saying yeah. um, so you think you don't need to diversify yeah like i'm cool like bro what Twenty five thousand a month thirty thousand a month cool right you're saying like but don't uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it don't you know what i'm saying it. but the day, level this up and then it's also like um because i'm a leader because i'm this respected individual i can't give it back <laughs> right that and that's the part that i think hurt a lot of people is that we still felt like 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 things were changing for us but you can't tell nobody in your group yeah. that things are changing for you yeah i think that yeah that's the toxic part about it is that you know trying to because you're leading people um because people are looking looking to you and looking to you for guidance but also for wisdom inspiration and stuff like that a lot of leaders felt like i've well all these things I've acquired, I can't like just give them up because now what are my people going to aspire to? No, not even what are they going to aspire to? What are they going to think of me? And, and then I'm getting that. And then what what would they even think of me if they see me having to take this back or do this or do that? You know what I'm saying? Do things that are possibly uncomfortable for me right now, but it's but smart. It's smart for my survival. And I think I think one of the things us, that benefited <laughs> Malcolm didn't give a damn. I always yeah, yeah, gave a you, damn. You, you can't. I a thousand I just, percent I don't give gave a damn dams. at all times. I don't give any but, dams. Um, but this is where we talk about processing and healing and all that kind of stuff like that. Because for me, in hindsight, it's like I'm grateful, but it is very important to have people in your corner that understand this business. And I think one of our strong points was that we will always make friends with couples in the industry, but all these couples always had years on us in this game. And we would always ask those questions of like, yo, if you could tell your younger self something different when you first made your first six figures in this industry, what would you say? And they would give us different advisors. And it's like when things started to shift, you call that same people. Yo, what would you do? What would you do? And I'll never forget one of the conversations was like, Get rid of it before you don't have a choice. Yeah, facts. And it's like you in the in the moment, this is where this is where I think twenty twenty two was where the grief really started to get crazy. 
because now you're grieving what we thought was going to be. At this mm. point, I should be at a quarter million a month. I should be, I got a kid now. Like, we did all this to be able to. Yeah, I think I think that was part of it, too. I think when you have a child, maturation is at a whole nother level because just me and you could thug it out. We've lived life off of 2000 You know what I'm saying? We, we could have thugged it out by ourselves. What? But now when you bring a life into this point and. Can't be homeless. And, we're, and our lives are changing financially now. When we had did everything right prior to, and that it's that's like, what the piece. The hell is going on here? That's the part when you when you actually did well. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we didn't just splurge on all the bread. We didn't buy all the bags. Didn't buy all the car. We didn't do all, like shoot. We didn't start making those decisions till right before everything went topsy turvy. We felt like we had waited long enough, we saved long <laughs> enough, been you know smart we long the enough, well enough, and let's just now we can let's treat do, ourselves for, treat ourselves bit. just a little bit. Yeah. And everything went crazy. But like <laughs> I said, this is not, it's nothing wrong with that happening because that's business. That is business, right. Exactly. You got Elon Musk right now talking about how he is Boy, down he take, on Twitter. He's taking an L. He is down. Rightfully so. I'm like, you know. Oh, my God. He but did some things I didn't like. I understand. But this is not about politics. Okay. Um, Firing people, not giving them severances. He deserves everything he's getting right now. Yeah, no, for sure. But my point of saying that is... You look at somebody like Elon Musk, mm-hmm. who put billions into the allocation of the company Twitter, yep. who is now upside down. Like a mug. So, is this not just business? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the expectation is that you'll be good because you acquired an already profitable company, right? Right. But that's not that's not what you're in right now. Now you're upside down. So, um, I don't think we were prepared for... Um, what upside down looks oh not upside down but what what your income changing and changing rapidly yeah. rapidly looks like and I remember we stopped my bad you was about to say something no, I, I was just thinking we were we were just so new to the to how this industry works yeah because the old heads was like you know what I'm saying like <laughs> it's five years it's year five y'all <laughs> right like we, we had no idea that there's a like there's literally like a five year window it's gonna make a break you know what I'm saying? Like, the company could be doing well, but your organization, unless that thing is like, no, because not even then, because, you know, from what we've seen, the numbers we've seen in five years, that shit can go to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Typically, you have a five-year run. Mm-hmm. And network marketing, you have a five-year run. And if we make knew all that, you can make. if we knew that from the get-go, I don't think, I think we would have bought, bought, bought a, a, a Nissan. A hundred percent. We've done so many different things. So many different things. Like, you know, um, we probably would have purchased a house. Um, There are so many things that we would have done differently if we understood the dynamic of how the industry could go. But, um, oh, God, I was about to say something. I think that's where where the trauma comes in, though. It's because everybody was starting to have their businesses turn backwards. And nobody ever said anything. No one was talking about what the hell was actually going on? Because like, that's because, not right. Because people don't leave your organization by the thousands or the hundreds daily. Mm. This is not like a, this is not everybody's quitting at the same time. Everybody's giving up. You know, everyone's not giving up at the same time. Culture was still still what it was. Still having calls, still having events, still putting there on. There was internal things that was not being said and wasn't being transparent enough to us or to leaders in general 
where we're thinking until it was too late until it was too late where you're thinking that you're the problem you're thinking that uh maybe maybe i'm not the leader i think i am or maybe i don't have the capacity that i think one i wonder i want hit wonder or you know just thinking all these different things about yourself not understanding that it's the backside of the business that you have, that we no, have no idea, idea. we you have, have no, no control. control you have no control over it and this thing is it's happening with or without you working harder or not and and i think the other aspect to it too is like um which is in that season of like when i was telling people like yo make sure you just have your own thing going on like Mm -hmm. something that you can sustain or you can control at least because we couldn't control this which is why we started talking about diversity but the pride Mm -hmm. the pride and the ego talk about that that you have developed when you have become successful you become a part of the one percent um I remember having a conversation with some of our business partners and was like, yo, so you would just never go back to work. I can't go back to work. <laughs> I retired. You know what I'm saying? I, I I did the whole thing. I put it on social media. Like I, I put my, put my resignation like, and it's like, but nigga, we did a lot y'all. Like, but, we but, did a lot. but it's like, but those were the conversations that I feel like still needed to be had because like what I'm telling you is like, so you're telling me that if you were down to your last dollar and this, company is not giving you anything else right you were not going to do anything based off of what it's going to look like to other people and i was going to say make this point a long time ago is that the problem is the stuff that we were most concerned about is what people would think yeah but in reality most people would never know it's real right um most people would never know when you gave up your BMW, people found that out this year. Yeah, they found out. They found the, this out um, a whole year ago, a year, a year later, <laughs> that that was a thing. Nobody knew that, yeah. and so it's like sometimes we're not making decisions because of what it looked like. Oh, I can't, I can't downsize. I can't downsize. What would people say? You don't even let people come to your house. Nobody even knows where you live. Right? How would they know? <laughs> How would they Unless you know? are the one getting out there to publicize this. If you got a job, how would they know? Unless you I can't somebody. drive Uber. What if I see somebody? Well, what if your family can't eat? You know what I'm saying? Like, but the pride was at an all time high. Like, and I'm speaking from experience because, you know, what I'm saying the conversation. Malcolm talking about, oh, let's leave the house and we need to make these decisions before we don't have a choice. And I'm like, bruh, what are people going to think? And you were <laughs> like, I don't know, and I, I don't, don't care. I don't care what people think. I really don't. We're two totally different polar I'm opposites. Trying to live, and I, you know, I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about what what is sound you know what i'm saying what's wisdom and thank god thank god i have that about me yes thank god because most people not not most but there are people out there that that will sit in it and for me i'm not i'm not a sitter i will i will shift quick if i have to i will yeah, make, is not playing with y'all i'm not <laughs> playing i'm gonna I'm a move i'm gonna maneuver something because He's a mover and shaker because life is too short and also like I don't I don't care for what people has to have to say about me or what they think about my situation. I know what we have, what we've done, and I know what can happen. And at that point you gotta be smart. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times in this industry, when people do fall off or people do fall on hard times, because you because you've experienced something that the average person probably hasn't experienced if you if you reach that 10 to 1%, mm-hmm. you have this uh you have this thought process of that I can't like this is all I know. Like you you, you get used to that you mm-hmm. get used to the money. My god. And for me, that shit happened so quickly. I ain't that used to it. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck I that. I was used to it. 1000% luxury me. 
you know, I, massage that's cool. every week. That's cool. But that, for me, I'm thinking like, if I ain't made this money for ten years, I can't afford a lot of shit that I got. So let me let me let me shift. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people ain't thinking like that. Like, but how long can you make the money? Here's the thing: you don't think like that until you deal with stuff like this. Exactly. That's and, why you got to keep on living. And that that's <laughs> you, know you have to keep on living. But that's why we said like this wasn't going to be anything that's negative. It's being real, um, because like I said, you you'd be surprised how many phone calls we've gotten over the last year where people simply just say everyone's acting like this isn't happening <laughs> but it's hitting me hard you know what i'm saying you gotta it's, it's not about like another it might not be hitting the person that made a hundred thousand fifty thousand twenty five thousand a month um as hard because of how much you were able to save over that time but what about the person that was only making five or made ten for two months or you know before things started changing it was like those were the people that were impacted the most right and I don't think it was fair for any of us, but especially for us to not even have the verbiage to give people that were calling us. Um, and that's why I just started to, Hey, you got to go build something. You got to go build something. You got to go create something. But mm -hmm. meanwhile, for myself personally, I was so locked in when we talk about the delusion or talk about, um, you know, the successful bubble, the success bubble, um, and the, the person, the, the culture you have to be, um, immersed in to be successful. It was so hard for me to feel like I could do something outside of that space because yeah. like you said, we had been, that's all we know. It was tough. That was your first that was your first experience at success, financial success. And, you know, just being good at something, something at a high level, yeah. at a high level. And it's like, what do I do without the stages? Like I, I, I remember on one of our last conferences that we went to, it was the first time they let me speak on stage. And I just couldn't believe it. One, I've been <laughs> making this amount of money for a year. <laughs> um, but you know, that's neither here nor there, but, um, it was like I had finally felt like I had got to one of the areas that I wanted to be at, mm -hmm. which was to be the person that, you know, gets the acknowledgement. You know, there's been so many revelations y'all know I've received, mm -hmm. but this is what I've been talking about the whole time of like um, when I look at my childhood trauma and understanding the part that network marketing played in it. Network mm -hmm. marketing was so like the, the identity crisis came because network marketing feeded a piece of me that I had been seeking my whole life, which was for more recognition. That's good. Network marketing, like the whole premise is based off of being able to recognize you for your next level, yeah. recognize you for being better, recognize you for elevating. And it was like, that was something that I needed. I craved so bad yeah. in life. And because of that, I was being fed. And so now when you're like, yo, there's nothing to try to reach. Don't talk about pivoting companies and all. And I'm like, yo, what are we doing? Because yeah. because I, I just got here. You know, I just got my shot. You know what I'm saying? So it was really difficult to part ways with not only companies, but the whole industry. Um, because it was something that I needed at that time. Um, but I, I really believe that all things happen on purpose. God is not, God had to show us, us. He had to show us how far we had moved ourselves from him for money. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've told y'all that, but now you see what we're talking about. Like, it, <laughs> like it ain't, it, God, I got this. Mm -hmm. When you broke, 
you know, God got us. He going to make sure we could do all things. I could do all things. The Christ will strengthen me. Um, those events, you know, a lot of them are, are, they do, they are spiritual, but spiritual to the point where I was telling my mom, like, I don't got to go to no church. Like, this is my church. That's wild. Dang, I, yeah, yeah. That's I how, far, be, but when I say far, that's how far I had gotten. And not that what they said was wrong. It's just we was indoctrinated in it mm-hmm. for so long. When you immerse yourself in something for so long, it's hard to see yourself outside of that. Mm-hmm. And like we both, we we definitely struggle with like identity outside of that. It's like, damn, what who the hell did we do? Like, who am I now? What do I do? Um, it took. Here's the thing. Like, I wanted to trade in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I I I became so indoctrinated into the culture that I became somebody that I didn't even really recognize. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I got to a point, I quit before you, obviously I quit the business side before you a year before you. Um, but it was because I just didn't feel like I was being who I wanted to be. I felt like I was a carbon copy of somebody else. I felt like I, I was, uh, operating as if, this is not Malcolm Garrison. Malcolm Garrison will speak his mind right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm i not doing that. I'm not doing I'm like, yo, I didn't figure out who the fuck I am. I'm about to turn 30. You always had that enlightenment when you about to turn 30. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I need to go on this journey of of self-awareness and like, who who am I? What do I want out of life? I, d- I definitely don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I'm seeing how quickly things can change, obviously. And I'm a person that's, I, I want to, I want stability, but I also want, I want somewhere where I can scale. And I had the scale part with that business, but obviously it showed me it's ain't that's, you know what I'm saying? It's scalable, but to a fault. And I'm like, okay, let me shift. What the heck do I want to do? What do I like to do? That's, these are the conversations I was having with you. Like, what do I actually like to do? Because I went from playing basketball all my life, playing in college that felt like a full-time job. I never got, to experience anything outside of that. I never got to go to on internships. I never got to see what I actually like to do outside of, outside of basketball. Mm-hmm. And then here comes network marketing. Something that I was against at first. But was a sport. But but is essentially a sport mm-hmm. in itself. Eventually get good at that. And that's what I'm you know, that's what I'm now my new indoctrination into. But it was never me. It was never for me. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go through that that time of like, yo, what is your skill set, yo? What do you like? What do you enjoy? You love you love economics. You love all these different things. Okay, wh- how can you make that something? You know what I'm saying? And I didn't. I never had that time prior to network marketing, but it was a blessing of how things happened because I was able to get out and kind of figure that stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Because we had to get thrust into that. Because we were still making money. You know, I said, all right, listen, well, if, you better find a thing because we ain't <laughs> stopping this train until uh, something else is going to pay for it. Right. It's, you know, it's a lot. It's really, it really is. And then, you know, the the following. Yeah, people's, you don't want to let people to companies. I'm, ta- I'm talking about like following people to companies. Oh, it's a whole nother thing in itself. Yeah, that was different. You know, uh, you've never experienced anything like that. Mm-mm. Obviously, people that have, you know, more experience, they 
they they hop from company to company to yeah, company. I don't see how, uh, to me, I don't see how people reinvent can, themselves. You know what I'm saying? Just literally reinvent the I know wheel. I called you about Forex, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you be nah, 100% I'm selling jungle gym. in? Because I'm telling y'all, you have to be delusional. Yeah, you got to be in there. Into the belief of what you're selling. I'm not even going to hold this. you. You know what happened for me? With being at a moving to another company was that, um, is you have to still buy in. Like I just never yeah. got a hundred percent locked into that. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the truth is probably because I never made it to an event. If I'm being honest, like Maybe. when I got to my first event with Which our last really? company, I cried after it. Like people really need us. <laughs> we can change. Remember I called you one day. We like, can change the world. We can change the world. There are people that can't afford to go back to college and we have a way. You know what I'm saying? Like I was really in it. Like I knew, but I know where it came from and it's probably because I didn't go for, to an event, but I just, you know, I think what happened was <laughs> there was this one event that we had in 21. Mm-hmm. 21? Yeah, 21. And uh, there was a guy who got on stage and he did his training. And a part of his training where he talked about if you leave people too long without giving them something to do, they'll become stale biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) Wildest training I ever heard in my life. (laughs) That is wild. But the funny part is I I live by that philosophy now. Like, that's what happened. Like, that transition period when things had changed and there was preparation for the next move is that there was a long stale biscuit season. (laughs) I'm talking fresh out the oven, been on the stove for six months. You would throw them hard ass biscuits in the trash so fast after leaving them overnight, let alone six months. So I think ice for a long time. Yeah, I think that on ice period, there were just so many ways that people found one. Some people didn't have a choice to find, but to find other ways to make money. We were were having a conversation. We were talking about diversification, and there were people that you know uh, our company had launched the e-commerce sector um, in at the end of COVID, and there were individuals that were like making multiple six figures seven figures from just their e-com business but remember we've been living off of the only way i can make a million dollars is through network marketing so so i think that that period had to happen too the stale biscuit biscuit season had to happen because there were so many people that found other routes and when when the people that we were leading found other ways to make money it made me comfortable to say I could walk away. Walk away from the industry? But, yes, because the okay. hardest part is when you're leading people, Is it's not about leaving. Like, I, you know, there are people that say, I'll leave the money all day. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like we weren't making any money anymore. We right. were still making money. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't enough to cover half of anything. But we were still making money. It was, I don't want to leave the, leave the people who trust me, trusted me, have trusted in me. And there were people that literally didn't even want to do anything they wanted to move on but they were staying for me and mm. so i'm like yo let me release you yeah let me yeah because like, baby bro, you're good you're good you're good over here you know what i'm saying you're good i promise don't stay for me do not stay on my account you'd be surprised how many people stay for people though you do and but be the, miserable but was i not doing that i was yeah. staying for people i was staying yeah. for loyalty yeah. and you know i just got to the point where i was like yo that's not fair for Brittany. Mm-hmm. you know everybody else will get to reap the benefit of who i am 
except for me if I do this for everybody else. But, you know, one that came with the podcast that came from having a supportive partner. Um, It came from being able to just introspect and self-reflect and just time with God. And um, I've loved, I have love hate for this season um, that had, that has been because it's been like, yo, I have had to find this version of me. Mm-hmm that is going to carry me to my next decade through my next decade. But we, we had to talk about this because it is so foundational to who we are at 30. Yeah. Facts. But we were not in a place where we could talk about it from a space of like, here are the highs, here are the lows, but without both of them, we're not us. Literally. Like I would never take a back, take back those years. No, not at all. I would never take back the good not or the bad. All. They all had to happen. It all had to happen. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Even think, how do we find our pastor? Yeah. Because we, we were in that season where like, Lord. No, not that. What? How do we find our pastor? We were at an event and he oh, was right. speaking. At this event. That's right. You're and we'll right, be like, yo, who right. is this? Who is this dude? Following him after that. Then he starts a church. That's real. Down the street from our house. That's crazy. But without us being in that environment, do we find him? I mean, perhaps. Maybe eventually, but either way, it happened in divine order, it seemed like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything kind of really happened in really divine order. And right. honestly... I'm excited as hell for what's coming in this next season just because I understand where we've been. And I understand what we it, – it also – network marketing, bro, I'm trying to tell you, if you really want to be an entrepreneur, you got to – you should do it. Yeah. You have to because you will learn so much about yourself where you get comfortable with going through processes. And I will say – I ain't going to tell them you should do it, but <laughs> – I think you should at least have it. But you'll learn a lot if you do. No, I think I, you know. There's a, <laughs> most people won't get those environments. They won't under like it's it's the whole not not the companies. It's not the. I would say go to the events. You don't need to join the company. Go to the events. Though. You do because you have to under like if you're not in the company, you don't have to buy into why you even there. How many people have we invited to events that weren't in the company? Damn, you get the positive vibes, oh, the positive energy. Cool. Yeah. You know then, what I'm saying? You get yeah. that, and it fades. Eventually, out. But, the thing is, if you get into it, eventually you're going to join it. So. Anyway, Gotta be I say that because in this next season, it's like I am, I know how to move. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Not for from sure. a, I did this wrong or did this right, or but it's like I know how to move. I know how to be patient. I know how to say, I can set, I can set a goal now, and it don't have to be in 90 days. I gotta mm-hmm. be rich tomorrow. Like I know I just started this two days ago, but I can't wait to be a millionaire tomorrow right. and make my next eight figures tomorrow. No. Like, I'm cool with setting a... We just talked about it today. Like, yo, when do we want this? Blah, blah, blah. Then we both looked at each other and said the same date, same year, all that stuff like that because we understand patience now. We understand if we could do that in five years, we could do that in six years, mm-hmm. right? If we could make our first seven figures through that with no experience, yeah. what could we do now that we're experienced? That's real. So... Do we have a, do we have anything in the comment section? I don't know if this was a comment section one. What did you have? I mean, let's talk about well, let's talk about a life lesson since we're on part two. Oh, facts. So we definitely didn't do a life lesson on the part one. Um, 
You go first. I just finished talking. I think my life lesson is that um, what you what you did in your twenties may not define what you do in your thirties. It may not define who you'll be or who you are. Um, life has all its ebbs and its flows, and you don't have to get too high when it's high. You have to get too low when it is low. Um, I've learned, you know, over this last decade that you just gotta, you just gotta try to get better. And there's something to measure. Measure yourself from when you were 20 to now being 30. If you're ahead of where you were, then there's something that's measured there. There's a, that's a win. You've grown something that's happened. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you're going through all these things, it feel like you ain't going nowhere. You feel like you ain't progressing. But when you think about it, we don't we don't measure backwards. We measure we measure forward. You're thinking like, man, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And by 40, I need to be doing. No, you need to measure from behind you. Where were you to where you are today? Uh, and if you if you're doing better, then then you're on the right track. I would say my life lesson is. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. <laughs> because um, everything that we learned, everything, uh, all the influence that we have developed, um, impact has showed me who I want to be and the things that mean the most to me, um, which is not being influential just for financial gain, but being influential for who I can help, who I can save, who I can um, reach, who, what, how can I impact the world, which is something I've always wanted to do. And um, you need certain life moments. There are things that in your life that you're always going to be able to identify seasons and moments in time that changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, financial, they might be financially in one season. It might be mentally in another season. It might be uh, spiritually in another season. And I say, um, I believe that's the journey that we're on. And so all things will always work together, the good and the bad, the parts that you like, the parts that are uncomfortable, um, the parts that you don't like, they always work together eventually because God knew exactly how each of it will go. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly how all of it will go. And so because he knew, I can only trust that everything that is coming, um, it's like, you know, when you think about it this way, like if if God created the world from nothing, what could you do with the something you have now? If we built that mm. business from nothing, no experience, no nothing, what would we what are we creating now with all that we know, all that we've done and all that we've experienced and all that we've helped? What could we do now with what's in our hands? Yeah. So I'm excited. This has been another one. I hope y'all love this. I hope y'all enjoyed it. This is uh that's what happened. <laughs> we still here though. Mouth still trade, y'all. He's not teaching nobody. I'm not. I'm not. If you want some education, better than amazing. Yes. Uh BTA Arena, our brother DL Wills got you covered. We'll we'll see if we can get a link put in the bio. I mean in the show notes. But um I am your co host Brittany. And I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me at Brittany Danell. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garris. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod um, on all platforms. Make sure you like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to join the listener lounge at So Let's Talk About It Pod.com. We want to hear your thoughts on uh, what happened. And we're still here. How you feel about that? And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.